0: Today, I am joined by travel expert and businesswoman, Ashley Dozier. Ashley, a Florida girl with a love for travel and business. In 2016, she ended her longstanding career in public health and exited an abusive relationship and went on on a solo four-month-long backpacking trip around the world where she discovered Egyptian fragrances and decided to create her own. So Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: It's so awesome to be here.
0: Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. So as you said, my I kind of consider it my previous life. Now I worked in you know public health and both at you know higher in higher education at universities and at the CDC, Uh, and I loved it. I loved what I was doing and everything, but budget cuts and red tape and all of that just kind of over time led to me feeling a little bit jaded with, you know, with that career. And uh, at the time I was in a relationship that unfortunately turned very emotionally and verbally abusive. And as many people who have been in those types of relationships know that they're just very hard to get out of. And it takes you a long time to really realize, you know, what's happening and, and that you don't deserve that, that that's not, you know, normal or or what real love is. And it definitely took me a while. We were together for six years and finally just kind of hit a wall and said, okay, you know, this is not working. And, you know, we were engaged, but realized we're, you know, we're never going to get married. This, we're just, this is toxic. And so I literally put everything I owned into storage. I, you know, moved out of the home that I owned with him and loaded up a backpack full of of clothes and just kind of set out with no itinerary and began wandering the world. Um, no plans, no you know, no ideas of really where I was gonna go, what I was gonna do. I had a couple of places in mind of you know, kind of bucket list dream places that I wanted to go, like Australia. And Paris and Egypt, and you know just a few different places and so I said, "You know we'll just get started and see where it takes me and um I ended up you know being gone for for four months, and during that trip, like I said, I did end up in egypt, uh, and while I was there, I just happened to find these beautiful fragrance oils that my you know guide took me to a perfumery one day and and I just I fell in love with some of these fragrance oils and bought one in particular, was wearing it all the time. And when I got back to the States, I just I got so many compliments on it. I realized, you know, how beautiful it was and unique it was. And that you really, you know, I couldn't get it anywhere in the US. I went online to try and find, you know, where you could purchase more of it. And you couldn't get it. And a light bulb moment kind of went off. And I said, well, you know, if I I still have contact with, you know, where I got it in Egypt. I need to, you know, get back in touch with them and see if it's something that I can begin importing. And because of that, the trajectory of my life really changed because I, you know, found a passion for a product that I, that I loved and began my own business around these fragrance oils. And so now I own a company called Aniket Luxury Apothecary and I import fragrance oils from Egypt and we hand bottle them here. I'm in Tampa Bay, Florida uh, and sell them all over the world. You know, we're sell online and wholesale, you know, to, to boutiques and spas and resorts all over the world. And it's just been such a passion project. And so for something like that to, you know, turn into career in a business, I really love, I I guess that's, you know, part of the definition of living the dream, right?
0: That's absolutely right. So if you don't mind me asking, uh, what did you do when you worked at the CDC?
1: Yeah. So I worked In chronic health, I worked on mainly obesity and tobacco prevention. So we had an amazing program that started with 50 different communities all around the country. And each of those communities, you know, we gave them grant money to help them start to tackle the top two killers in our country, which are obesity and tobacco. And so just making environmental changes, you know, making it easier for people to, you know, making places more walkable, making healthier foods more available in what we would call food deserts, you know, these neighborhoods and areas that didn't have really strong markets to be able to get healthy, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables and meats and things. And then with tobacco prevention, it was just, you know, trying to educate and then getting more places smoke-free and tobacco-free so that people who didn't smoke could enjoy you know, outdoor patios and parks and all these places that, you know, people could still smoke and that, you know, just made it hard for, for those non-smokers to continue to enjoy those, those outdoor spaces with clean air.
0: So when you went on your backpacking trip, what was some of the, I know you went to Egypt, but what were some of the great places and experiences that you visited and experienced during that time?
1: Oh my gosh. I have, I have so many because it just, I really set out on that trip to, you know, live the dream to say, okay, these are all the places, you know, that I've wanted to go. These are things that I've wanted to do. I mean, I checked so many things off my bucket list, like in Australia. So I started in Australia. Well, I started in California and I spent some from Florida. So I started in California and I spent a lot of time there and, and really enjoyed, um, you know, my time in California. And then from there, it made it easier to get over to Australia. So Australia was the first country that I visited and got to do things like ride a camel through the outback past Uluru, which is this, you know, beautiful area and what they call the red center, you know, in the center of the country uh, and so that was just the, a really cool experience. And I had a, a dinner one night in the desert out there under the stars, which was incredible. And got to swim in the Great Barrier Reef in in Australia near um near uh the Whitsundays Islands up there. And that was through a recommendation from a friend that said, While you're in Australia, any chance you're doing, you know, a sailboat cruise. And I said, No, nah, I hadn't thought of that. And they said, Well, you have to do it. So I booked a sailboat cruise and got on a little you know sailboat with like you know twenty or thirty people I didn't know, but had a fantastic weekend out there and you know did some snorkeling and and enjoying the beaches. The Whit Sundays are you know almost every year labeled one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, so it was really a joy to see that coming from Florida where we do have beautiful beaches, but it's very different you know from these beaches out in Australia. And um, so that was pretty incredible. And then, I mean, little things all along the way, I went, you know, wine tasting in New Zealand, which was an amazing experience because I love wines from that area and went to Singapore and got to experience the, the gardens that they have there, the gardens by the bay, which is absolutely stunning. And I just got very lucky that it was their orchid season. And so the Orchid Festival was going on, which was one of the most beautiful experiences to walk through these greenhouses that are just overflowing with orchids. Uh, let's see, in Egypt, of course, I did, you know, the the pyramids. I, you know, rode camels out to the pyramids. And at the time, they really did not have a lot of travelers there. There wasn't a lot of tourism going on. And so I would go into some of these, you know, inside some of these pyramids or these the tombs and... And I was like the only one in there. And it was really cool, you know, to to be able to like spend time wandering through these places and really be able to soak it in without, you know, crowds of people around you. Uh, So that was incredible. And did a cruise down the Nile River. That was another suggestion from somebody that I hadn't even thought of. But now I tell everybody, if you're going to Egypt, you have to do a cruise down the Nile River because that's where all the, the cool stuff is, you know, in those in those ports. And oddly enough, that's where I, I found the perfume. So, had somebody not suggested that I do that cruise, my life would probably be very different right now. Uh, and then I went and just wandered through Europe, spent a lot of time there. So, in you know Greece, I did the, the Greek islands, and Italy, I did Cinque Terre, which is you know along the coast of Italy, and I got to go to Oktoberfest in Germany, which was such a cool experience. So to, to do that and then uh, stopped in Amsterdam and went to and then finished my trip in Paris. That was my last stop before I had to get back to the States and kind of get back to life a little bit. But uh, but I definitely, you know, feel that I was incredibly lucky I you know did it saved up a little bit of money. I kind of did it the right way. You know, I, I didn't spend a whole lot of money on certain things so that I could spend more money on these, you know, amazing experiences that I otherwise wouldn't get to do. Uh, and really just, you know, found a way to make it happen in each city and kind of find, ask the locals, what's the most, you know, unique thing or what's something I have to do while I'm here. And just asking people along the way on my trip was, you know, the best way for me to find the most, you know, unique experiences in, in each country.
0: Well, what advice would you give entrepreneurs out there looking to make a career change and start a business?
1: Um, I always, I always start by saying it's hard and I know that people kind of know that, but I guess it's the kind of thing that you just have to keep reminding people like this is, it's hard. It's a lot of work. You wear a lot of hats but as that old saying goes, you know, if you find something you love, you never work a day in your life. I believe that to an extent, but you're still working, <laughs> you're still working hard. But the difference is that, you know, when you're doing something that you really love, it, it doesn't feel like work in the same way. It's still work, you're still working your butt off. But, you know, it's, there's a passion behind it. And there's a, a love for what you do behind it, that makes it easier to keep going. So if you're going to start, you know, a business or some kind of venture, you know, make sure you know what your passion is. What is it that's driving you to do this? You know, what is it that you love that can keep you going during those hard times and when you're working, you know, seven days a week sometimes or working 12-hour days and, you know, really having to put that, the grind in, uh, make sure that it's something that you really love. And from there, it makes it a whole lot easier because you, you know, if you, I bootstrapped my entire business, so I never took on investors. You know, I'm not like your startup that, you know, got a big boost of an investment money to get going. I started my business with $500 and I just continued to, you know, put money back into the company as, as we grew and, you know, we're we're still growing. We're still, you know, in that growth phase and it's, the kind of thing where you learn to wear all of the hats, learn to do a little bit of everything for your company so that you understand what goes into every aspect of it. And then when you get to, to a point where you can start to hire people who are really talented in their field, you know, you can recognize that talent because you know what it takes to do that part of the job. So you know I've done the marketing, I've done the sales, I've done the operations behind the scenes and now I now that I know a little bit of all of it, you know, it's going to make it a whole lot easier for me to keep the business going and not rely on on somebody else to tell me, you know, that that part of the business, if it's going well or not, I'll be able to recognize it.
0: Well, as a new company, how did the pandemic affect your company and how did you manage to keep growing throughout the pandemic?
1: Oof, yeah. I definitely had to switch gears a little bit because I had started by doing, you know, some in-person events like pop-up markets and things like that, uh, because, you know, there are fragrances and fragrances you have to be able to appreciate in person, you know, to know if you like them or not. And so I started, you know, with more in-person events with some wholesale, things like that. And that was, you know, I started a year before COVID hit. And so, you know, being only a year old company, when that happened, when everything kind of shut down, uh, and everybody started shopping online, I had to really switch roles and get my products, you know, my website doing much better and and really get everything online to where people could order sample packs so that, you know, they could order samples and know what these products even smell like, because, you know, otherwise, you know, nobody's going to purchase a bottle of a fragrance that they've never smelled before. So I really had to switch gears in that way and figure out, you know, how can I sell these products online? How can I be an e-commerce fragrance company? And then start doing a lot of marketing, social media marketing. You know, I, I hired a team of marketing interns and had them help me really start to market the brand as, you know, these, these luxury fragrances from Egypt that Egyptians have been using for thousands of years. But for some reason, the U.S. has never really caught on to, you know, this, this idea of these pure fragrance oils, uh, and these essential oils, you know, that have, that have been used. And so it was the idea of, okay... Papyrus oil is our, our number one seller. It is pure papyrus essential oil. Um, Like I said, that's the one that I fell in love with. You know, when I was in the perfumery in Egypt, they brought it out and I just instantly had truly a gut reaction to it. I mean, I just was like, this is incredible. It is unique. You know, have to have this in my life. And like I said, I took a lot of it home with me. Well, when I went to buy more online, finding that there wasn't any anywhere online, you couldn't even really find a lot of information about papyrus oil. So I had to quickly, you know, become kind of the authority in papyrus oil online uh, so that people could understand what it was and what it was used for. And so we, you know, created our website around that idea. And then really, you know, still one of the only sources of pure papyrus oil in the US or anywhere online. I have people from, you know, every country reaching out and saying, Oh my gosh, thank you for, you know for shipping to art, my country, because I found this while I was in the Middle East or, you know, a friend had it and I fell in love with it and, you know, I haven't been able to get it anywhere. And so really COVID is the one that, you know, pushed me to realize that online marketing and, and in terms of, you know, the business really getting that the SEO and starting a blog on our website and really starting to educate people about this product made us expand a lot quicker because any people can find us from all over the world versus only being, you know, in in person in front of people at small pop-up markets around the Tampa Bay area.
0: So you talked about your abusive relationship earlier. What advice would you give people that are in abusive relationships?
1: Um, it's so hard because they're all so different. And I will tell you, even while I was in it, I'm not sure I would have taken a lot of advice from other people. It's like one of those things that until you realize you know, that what's happening and what's in front of you, it's very, very hard to recognize. And I wish that people that saw it, that saw little bits of it, I wish they would have said more, you know, I don't know if that's right. I don't, are you really happy? Is that, you know, does he, is that the way you want to be treated and just kind of make you think about it? So really my advice would be even more for people that are around or that get hints of, You know, seeing friends or family in an abusive relationship, you can't push somebody to leave that relationship until they're ready. You really have to help them slowly, you know, recognize that they deserve better, that that's not, you know, what love is, that that's not normal, and that you are there for them no matter what. And I was incredibly lucky at the time, you know, to have a best friend that as soon as I said, okay, I'm getting out of this, and she said, come move in with me and my fiance immediately. You know, there was just no, um, hesitation in, you know, me having somewhere to go mm-hmm. and she let me come stay with her. And so really just, you know, rec- starting to recognize people around you that if you don't feel safe, or if you feel like, okay, I really need to start working my way out of this, start to find the people around you that could potentially help you start to find. There's so many resources out there for domestic violence and, you know, start to to really get an idea of those resources first and, and even just the people in your life in your life being a resource uh, and, you know, start talking to them, being honest. I've always said, yes, there are some things that have to stay private in a relationship. However, if you can't share, you know, with friends and family, a lot of aspects of your relationship, if you're hiding a lot of aspects of your relationship, that's usually because there's something wrong there. So pay attention to those cues of, You know, I can't tell them that he yells at me. I can't tell them the names that he calls me. Or, you know, even if they start to isolate you, he would tell me that, you know, my friends didn't really like me, that they really only hang out with us because of him, or that my family was really fed up with me. And, you know, they do these things to kind of isolate you, but it's like you have to learn not to be too scared to find the people. If I would have just asked some of my friends, hey, is this really true? And, you know, gotten to know the truth from them versus just listening to him, I think I could have gotten out a lot sooner and been a lot more confident in my abilities to stand on my own without him, even though I was, you know, he was telling me often otherwise. So I guess best advice I can give is start to find your resources, you know, really start to figure out what you can do around you to to get yourself safe or happy. And then start to talk to people and just see who will listen and who, you know, who you can, can trust and then trust those people. And the people that are around somebody that's in an abusive relationship, just offer to be that, you know, that, that trusting space that they can come into.
0: Well, why do you feel it's so important for people to travel and experience some of the things that you've experienced around the world?
1: I would say for me, one of the biggest, you know, benefits of that trip, especially was just the healing that happened because of my relationship, you know, and I was told that people, you know, I was told often that people didn't like me and that I was, you know, not a person that people wanted to be around and that I, you know, was overconfident, but I really wasn't going to be able to make it on my own out there. And so for me, especially the solo travel, you know, part of that trip, being able to, to, go off on my own, have no itinerary, find my own way, book my own, you know, hotels and flights and and things that, you know, are aren't hard to do, but when you're relying on somebody else and they're making you feel, you know, like nobody wants to be around you and you're going on these trips and you're meeting people from different cultures and everybody, you know, you're making new friends and people are really enjoying your company and you're enjoying meeting new people you start to your, your mind really starts to open. And so even if you're not going, you know, for some sort of healing even though I think everybody has some form of healing they can do in their life. Even if you're not going for healing, just being able to open your eyes to new cultures, to new people, you know, the people that I met were incredible. I mean, I really loved, you know, talking to people from from different backgrounds and for different reasons why they were traveling and you know, learning about how Europeans often take a gap year whenever they, you know, between like school and and real life, where they go and travel for a year. I think that you do get a ton of education and world experience by doing that, and really understanding, you know, what else is out there. It gets you out of your bubble and helps you realize that everybody's a little bit different, but we all have similarities too. And I know people say that all the time, and so it sounds a little cliche, but you know, when you're talking to people from Singapore and from Egypt and from Germany and Switzerland, and you're making friends with people, you know, in all these different cultures, it really helps you to see that, you know, as humans, our basic needs are the same, but we all fulfill them in so many different ways. And our lifestyles, you know, can be so unique, but so satisfying for different people. So I've long said that travel is the best investment you can make in yourself because it gives you, it may not be work experience, you know, it may not, be an investment that, you know, gives you financial returns necessarily, but just the memories and the learning experiences and opening your mind in the ways that only travel can do truly is life-changing.
0: Describe the differences between fragrance oils, perfumes, and colognes.
1: Absolutely. I get this question so often because our products are just so different from what's out there. So typically in, in the US, most of our fragrances, you know, we have Eau de Toilette, we have Eau de Parfum, Eau de Cologne, and these are all fragrant, lab-created fragrance oils that are then mixed with alcohol and other additives to make them sprayable, make them, you know, either stronger or di- more diluted, like body sprays, for example, are your most diluted. You can spray them and they smell fantastic, but they don't last very long on the skin. They're going to dissipate really quickly. Uh, you begin paying more for like perfumes, Eau de Parfums, because they have more of that fragrance oil in them. It's a much greater concentration, but still your concentration of those uh, only gets up to you know, 20, 30, maybe 40% in some of these products. Whereas the products that I sell are pure fragrance oils and they're natural essential oils. So they are all natural oils. There's no alcohol or other additives, which means you are getting 100% pure scent, pure oil. So a little bit of that goes a long way. You can just rub a little bit on the pulse points. It's going to absorb into the skin better because it doesn't have that alcohol that makes it dissipate. And then it's going to last a lot longer on the skin. If you want to wear a stronger scent, you can put more on. If you want to wear it very lightly, you can put just, you know, a little swipe of it on the wrists but really, you know, the, the amount of fragrance oil is the biggest difference that's in these. And that really is what's going to give you, you know, a longer lasting fragrance versus something that's, that's not going to last, you know, may only last for an hour or so. And so it may be less expensive, but you're having to reapply it so often that you're in the long run probably wasting more money that way.
0: Why do you feel that fragrance is, is so important in our daily lives?
1: Oh, gosh. Fragrance? you know, and I didn't even know this until I smelled that papyrus oil in this Egyptian perfumery for the first time, but fragrances truly, you know, can, I mean, there's aromatherapy for a reason. Fragrances really can change your mood. Fragrances, you know, can having like a signature scent for yourself. Fragrances can, can make an impact on the people around you. It can, you know, give people kind of an idea of who you are as a person Papyrus oil, for example, is an aphrodisiac. It's quite a strong aphrodisiac and it was used that way in Egypt for a very long time. And so, you know, wearing a little bit of this papyrus oil, it creates some sensuality around you. You know, some of our other scents like blue lotus has a very, very beautiful, clean, crisp, like clean linens kind of scent. So it smells, you know, it has that very light and airy scent to it, which smells wonderful Is known to help with anxiety. So it can help calm anxiety, um, whatever, just by wearing it. And so, you know, having fragrance in your life, you realize because fragrance or scent is our sense that is most strongly tied to memories, one little whiff of something can bring you back to a memory. I just recently, I mean, a few days ago, had a customer reach out to me and it was, one of my favorite, you know, emails or customer responses I've probably ever received. And she said, you know, first of all, thank you so much just for carrying these products. They're beautiful. And I'm so excited to have found them. She said, but particularly my grandparents traveled to Egypt when my mother was a child and brought her back, you know, a beautiful little bottle of perfume. And we've never known what it was because it didn't have any labels on it, but it was just this lovely little bottle of perfume that my mom has used all of her life. And she's used it So sparingly because she didn't know what it was, but she loved it and wanted to use it. And and she said, you know, I opened up your papyrus oil and she said, I swear, I think we solved a 30 year mystery of where, you know, what perfume this was that my parents bought her from Egypt. We're convinced now that it's papyrus oil and now I smell it and it reminds me of my mom and my mom can now order more of it and you know continue to wear this that she's loved her whole life and so just hearing stories like that you know you realize that fragrance really can have an impact on somebody's life and can bring you back to to you know a beautiful memory from when you were a child or when you were traveling you know there's a reason that people buy fragrances that remind them of different places that they've traveled to to kind of get that everyday luxury feeling of you know the suntan you know and coconut smell that you know if you while you were in Hawaii, you know, that, that bring, come back home and then slather yourself up with, you know, something that smells delicious, like, you know, coconut and, and sunscreen. And it kind of takes you back to that place. So that's why I love, you know, just that impact that fragrances can have on people because the memories that are tied to it are, are, can be so strong.
0: Do you have any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about?
1: Oh gosh, we always have something in the works at Anakit. Yeah, we, you know, the biggest thing is that people continue to ask me for ways that they can, you know, new ways that they can enjoy our fragrances. So obviously we sell them as roll-on fragrances so people can wear them like a perfumer cologne. But, you know, I want for people to be able to enjoy this in so many different ways that we started, you know, selling them as in like dropper bottles so that you can put them in a scent diffuser. Like if you have an oil diffuser at home that you know, creates the mist that that diffuses that scent, you know, into the room, then people can enjoy the scent around their home as well. We actually recently created fragrance diffusing jewelry. So by just putting a couple drops of that fragrance on this beautiful, you know, demi-fine jewelry. So it's a very high quality, you know, beautiful pieces of jewelry. You can actually wear your fragrance on your jewelry as well. And it lasts even longer on these, you know, porous stones and it does on your skin. So it's another way to make your fragrance last. And then I have other, you know, I have some collaborations right now working to start creating candles for us and bath teas and, uh, you know, bath salts and linen sprays and all the things that, you know, just help to create, you know, to add fragrance to more aspects of your life, because people are, are, craving ways to continue to use these fragrances, you know, in new and unique ways and to, to have unique experiences with them.
0: Go ahead and throw out your contact information for those who want to purchase these fragrance oils. How can we do so? Website, social media, all that good stuff.
1: We are on all of it. So uh, com is our website. And I should mention Anakit. Well, it's spelled A-N-U-K-E-T. Aniket is the Egyptian goddess of the Nile River. So that's where our name came from, just to give that, you know, give give credit back to the Egyptians and that discovered this papyrus oil because papyrus grew along the Nile River. And so I said, you know, if, if it's coming from there, we need to honor that. And so Aniket Luxury is our website, AniketLuxury.com. And then all of our social medias are at Aniket Luxury. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, LinkedIn, all of it. Uh, and it's all just at Anakit Luxury.
0: All right. Close us out with some final thoughts. Maybe something that I failed to touch on that you would like to talk about or just any final thoughts you'd like to leave the listeners with.
1: Absolutely. I think my, you know, the biggest thing I, I said already, but I, my final thoughts that I always have to say is find a way to travel. A lot of people, you know, Use the excuse of not having time or money. Those things, you know, are time you can never get back. Money, there, there are always ways to travel. You know, very inexpensively. If you need to find somebody that you know that lives in a different area and you know swap homes with them for a week, so that you can visit their area and they can visit yours, and whatever, there's always ways to do it. Uh, and there's, there's just nothing else like it. You only have so much time, and and creating these experiences and you know, exploring the world, it is by far the best investment you can make in yourself. So um, if you haven't had, you know, the luxury of traveling in the past, start to make that, you know, part of, of, of your, your to-do list that's not a luxury. You know, it's, it's a to-do list that you really need to get done in your life to be able to experience those things.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, AniketLuxury.com. If you're into fragrance oils, definitely check it out. Follow, rate, review, share this episode to other people who are into luxury alls, And be sure to check out the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast on the Podbreed Network as well. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I had a great time talking to you and your audience.
0: For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream dream.